Hello, and welcome to Home Education Today podcast. I'm your host, Chauncey Lynn Childs, and on this podcast, we talk about challenges, concerns, and joys of providing a first-class education for our children at home. We also discuss methods and experiences with successful home educators, give a voice to concerned public school teachers, and anything else that strengthens our ability to teach and guide and direct our kids as autonomous, empowered, and joyful parents. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Okay, I'm blitzing here on um, on my my blogs that I've written, 14 reasons, actually it's up to 15 or 16 now, reasons why we need to rethink our support of the public education system. It's not the public education system, it's public schooling, which is a big difference. Maybe I should just explain the difference between education and schooling. Schooling is when authority figures tell you what you need to know. And you sit there and obediently try to absorb something about things that are of no meaning to you. (laughs) Education, on the other hand, is very much meaning-based, it's interest-based. It's where the authority figures in your life act as mentors and they help you to learn the things. They present you with the opportunities. They make it possible for you to find um, the resources that you need to learn the things that are of interest to you. Now, do we need, there's certain things we need to learn, yes. And we can do that by being great mentors. We will talk about that another time. It kind of blends in with what I'm talking today about, which is, which is the family and the sorry state of family time in this country. So again, I'm going to refer to um, a blog that I just wrote for some of this. So according to a 2020 study, 57% of kids think that their parents um, are more concerned about their careers than they are about them as children. That's pretty sad. And 52% of parents say they don't really spend much quality time with their kids. In fact, the study found that people only spend about 37 minutes a day in quality time, which is terrible. In contrast, the study also found that people spend, adults spend about three hours a day looking at their devices. And they're not doing that at work, right? They're doing that when they're at home, when they should be paying attention to their kids. So this study is very telling and it's not a good thing. So let's talk about it a little bit. The question is, what is quality time? (laughs) Well, that's going to be different, uh, have a different definition for every person, every parent, every child. So this isn't very scientific, but... Let's just take that at face value and decide that that's that's, uh, whatever somebody uh, defines as quality time is quality time and agree that that, this just sucks. Okay, it's not good. And why does it suck? It sucks because of everything that we're missing out on and really um, developing these deep and meaningful relationships with our families that are gonna last a lifetime. 
as I've talked about in a previous blog, I don't know whether I made a video about it, but the most, the, the truly, in my opinion, okay, I don't have a degree in psychology, but in my opinion, the most important human need is not the need for food, clothing, and shelter. The most important need in a person's life is a need of meaning, to have meaning in their lives, to really know why they're alive, why they need to get up out of bed in the morning, and why they need to, to, to do anything, to go get a job and to live. If you don't have a basic a basic level of meaning in your life, you, you don't care about that. You start taking drugs, you become a drug addict, you cut yourself off from people. And the way that we find the greatest joy and the greatest meaning in our lives is in having deeply meaningful relationships with our family members. Well, there are two things that are really the culprit in eroding those family those family moments that we should be having and establishing those deep relationships. The first is screens and the second is public school. Now, a lot of you are going to not agree with me, but I'm going to prove to you from people's own words, from teachers' own words, and from parents' own words that the public schools are a big part of what is eroding the American family. So let's look at screens first. And I'm, I'm going to be harping on this over and over and over. And I don't really care if you get sick of it because it can't be said enough. You may, this may be the only video you see and you may turn away. But if no matter what your orientation is, no matter if you're a teacher that thinks I'm a terrible person for um, speaking out against public schools and encouraging people to withdraw their children, if this is all you hear, then I'm going to, I'm going to say it for many videos, please turn off your screens. Screens are eroding your family time. They are taking away from your children and from you that those moments that you could be building a relationship with them, the, the relationship that needs to last an hour. It's, it's robbing you of family traditions. It's robbing you of family memories. But the, most of the danger with screens lies in the fact that it erodes our brains. It literally causes brain damage to be staring at screens for hours a day. And what makes me kind of angry is that there's many studies that have been done for, for years now, for 10 years, even going back to uh, the early days of television. And of course, at that time, we didn't have the kind of diagnostic, we didn't have the diagnostics that we do now with MRIs and so forth. And now they can actually measure uh, the brain development and the brain activity and the brain growth or shrinkage. Uh, in fact, there's a very interesting study done on London cabbies. And I don't know what year that was done, but it, it wasn't, wasn't uh, long ago. It was before GPS. And so some researchers decided, I guess it takes years, like two or three years for somebody who's going to take a test to become a London cabbie to memorize all of the ins and outs of London, all the, all the tiny little streets and, and the quickest way to get there. And they have to take this extensive test and, and these cabbies study for, for years and most of them don't still don't pass. So um, they measured, um, they had three groups, they had somebody who you know didn't study for the test. They had somebody who did study for the test. 
a, a group, and then they they measured the brains of those that actually uh, passed the test and used that skill. And the actual brain matter, okay, increased. The actual heaviness of your brain, the brain cells, there was brain growth, gray matter that happened from studying hard for two years, right? For, for this rigorous study that these, these cavies had to go through. So we can definitively understand how actual learning takes place and how it actually grows your brain and how screen use, and there's been many studies measuring brains uh, brain activity and all kinds of things that actually shrink your brain the more that you stare at screens. Now, watching a movie, obviously, once in a while with your family is not going to shrink your brain. It may not grow it, but um, it's not going to obviously definitively make you a stupid person. But that's not what's happening, is it? What's happening is hours and hours every day. So this is just unacceptable. I challenge you to turn off your screens and use that time that you have, that precious time that you have, playing a board game, taking a walk. I'm going to say it over and over. Make dinner with your, with your kids. Teach your kids how to make an apple pie. If you don't know how to make it, then learn together. So this study also talked about uh, uh, when, they, when they surveyed parents, one of the main reasons that parents say they don't have a lot of quality time with their children is school and school activities or requirements from school, like doing homework. Let me quote from an October 2018 article in Education Week. And uh, what uh, the author tells us, the author who is both a teacher and a parent, this is, this is a quote from what, he, this is what he says. Kids spend more waking hours at school during the week than they spend in their own homes. Add the demands of homework, forms to sign, and school events, and family time can shrink to a thin rind of the evening. This article is a stunning piece of evidence coming out of the mouth of a teacher and a parent about what I just said. I told you I would show you the proof, the studies prove it, and the anecdotal evidence proves it. Schools are one of the reasons we don't have the time with our kids that we need to have. And what time there is, is often taken up with homework or with school activities or school requirements that just, I'm sorry, they're unnecessary for the education of our children. The very first thing that I noticed when I, uh, one of the very first things I noticed when I took my children out of uh, the public school almost 25 years ago was how quickly our lives just slowed down. And, you know, instead of having this mad rush in the morning, lots of yelling and, and uh, you know, craziness in the morning, we got up when we were rested, we did our chores outside together. We had a leisurely breakfast. We did some reading and we enjoyed each other's company. We had a very quiet and uh, peaceful morning, usually, oh, you know, kids fighting and whatever that that's, it's never going to be peaceful with six children, <laughs> but 
we didn't have this crazy mad dash. And then the minute kids come in from school, it's, you know, give them a snack, get them to sit down because you're going to have two to three hours of homework. It's just by the time they settle down again, it, it's one of the reasons I decided I wasn't, I just wasn't going to, um, I just wasn't going to do it anymore. If I was going to spend two to three hours at night doing homework anyway, I might as well spend that time teaching them at home. And I was pretty sure I could do at least as good a job as what they were getting at school because my kids were struggling in school. So guess what? I was right. <clears throat> so another point I make in my blog is that if, if it were just the waste of time um, that our kids, so many hours, what are they doing for six and a half to seven hours a day? And, and what do you have to show for it at the end of the day when you're going to sit down with them and do more homework with them? But if we're just wasted time, um, that would be one thing, but, but it's just so much more than that. As I've mentioned before, I just, you know, talked about this, the philosophies that are being taught um, are, you know, the woke, the woke philosophies. These, these are undermining the family. Um, when you can't discuss this, when you can't go to your teacher and ask the question, do you, are you, are you teaching my child man-made global warming? Cause I don't believe in that philosophy. Are you teaching my child alternative sexualities? Cause we don't believe that in our family. Are you, uh, teaching my child that as a white person, they are, you know, they are, um, irredeemably racist and they always will be in there when that, you know, they are oppressing people of color. I don't believe in that. This is eroding our family values, those of us who don't believe in this. I think if you do believe in this, then go for it. The public school is where you should be. But if you don't believe in this, then this is, this is attacking the heart of, of our own family values. It goes right to the heart. You will, spend, you will spend all of your time undoing what the public school is doing. You won't have time for anything else. It's, it's, it's wrong. It does not support the family. Even more damaging is the fact that if your child gets sucked into some of this stuff, your teachers, the vast majority of them, and I just posted an article about a Florida teacher just the other day who uh, <laughs> went on a rant on social media and said she doesn't care what the new Florida law says about um, the rights of parents. She is not going to, um, if she has a student come to her and tell her that, that he's gay and he doesn't want to come out or he's transgender or whatever, she is not going to share that with the parent. She refuses. Many, many teachers feel this way. They will, for what they consider to be the, the, the right of the, of the student to their privacy, will undermine the authority of the parent. This is something that teachers have been taught and something that they very strongly believe in. And they do believe they're doing it for the benefit of the child. That's their orientation and they're going to stick with it. The last point I'd like to make is the point that um, most people do not understand. And that's in developing these deep relationships. Uh, those things take time and the time away from parents and siblings and extended family 
is truly one of the most damaging things that you can do to a child. Your child needs you. Your child needs their siblings. Your child needs their grandparents and their aunts and their uncles and their cousins. If none of those are around, they still need to have time on, you know, FaceTiming or on Skype or something. Though our extended family and our and our nuclear families are the most important people to our children. They don't need to be separated from them in a public school being socialized. This will not, th those people come and go, right? Friends will, will come and go in a person's life. Lucky is the child that has a friend from the time that they're um, young all the way into adulthood. This is not the norm with the transiency and with the changing tide, this is just not something that happens or is going, is, is going to be less and less frequent for children. But your family, your family is the relationship that needs to be the strongest. Moreover, children need time to play. They need time to explore. They need time to find the meaning in their lives. And with all that is now known about the dangers of screens, it's inexcusable and inexcusably frustrating that schools are using iPad-like devices um, for kids as little as kindergarten. My, my granddaughter was issued, I don't know what it's called, it's not an iPad, it's something less, but she can get on the internet. Uh, it's obviously got some controls, but she stares at that thing all the time and it's issued to her from the school. This cannot be a mistake. If these people are experts, then surely they know that this is addictive, that this is damaging, that this is dumbing kids down. Why do we have this in school? Why are schools using so much technology? If they were experts, they would follow the science and they would embrace the evidence and they would not be doing technology with little kids. So I know that some of you are think thinking I'm just being dramatic. You know, I'm just being, um, you know, I'm overstating the case, but I'm not. And we are going to see the results of all of this that I've just mentioned in this video and others uh, more and more as time goes on. The public education system is just simply broken and it's broken beyond repair. You really need to understand your options and make an informed decision. Please don't bury your head in the sand. Please don't just ignore and hope. Ask the questions, do the research, and understand that um, the platform that we're putting together in AL is to help you, to give you the help and support that you need. We're here, reach out. We'd love to talk. Hey, thanks so much for listening all the way to the very end. By listening to the entire podcast, you've proven yourself to be the kind of person that is forward thinking and you're concerned about our current culture and you also believe that you can change the world. I believe that by having these simple discussions that we can really make a big difference in the world, really have an impact. 
and I hope that you'll share this information with others so that together we really can make a positive change.